The Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce is a business advocacy organization serving southeastern Berks, western Montgomery, and northern Chester counties, as well as the Route 422 corridor. Our office has been located in Pottstown for our entire 90-plus years in business since 1927. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Chamber Chat with the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce. My name is Bill Vitiello from the Victory Bank, and I'll be your host for this podcast. Remember the last time you called your bank and heard... Press 1 to wait for the next available representative. Press 2 to leave a voicemail. Now, listen to the difference at the Victory Bank. Hello, Victory Bank. Jennifer speaking. Real people. No voicemail. Everyone deserves a victory. The Victory Bank. We exist to help our clients fulfill their visions and dreams. Member FDIC. Did you ever wish you had friends for business benefits? Well, you do now with the Ben Exchange. Stop by their website today at benexchange.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome into the interview portion of the Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce Chamber Chat Podcast. My name is Bill Vitiello. I am from the Victory Bank. And before we begin, I would like to thank our sponsor, the Ben Exchange, your friends for business benefits. So I'm here today actually with a good friend of mine. I feel like we're getting together, and I've mentioned this before, like having coffee or lunch um, whatever it is. What are you writing down there? Just you're, taking notes. You're taking all kinds of notes. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to welcome you to, uh, the welcome to the podcast, Ed Burns from the Ed Burns Group. Ed, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Bill. Yeah. So this is funny because before we started this podcast, we're sitting there, we're, we're talking and I say, well, what do you want to talk about today? And Ed's like, whatever you want to ask me or whatever direction you want to go. So, so typically for the folks who listen on a regular basis, we do ask our guests to have some sort of outline put together because we, we start talking about all kinds of crazy stuff and we want to stay on task. We absolutely want to stay on task because the business has a certain message that they want to bring across. And I certainly want to be able to ask some questions that are a little, maybe a little bit off topic, but um, you know, to progress the podcast. So, you have absolutely nothing written down. I have absolutely nothing written down. So this is going to be... <laughs> Bill, you are in the driver's seat, and I'm just going to buckle up. Okay. And I'm here for the ride with you. Because my foot's on the floor, floor today, brother. Let's go. <laughs> All right. So the Ed Burns Group. So tell me about Ed. I know, look, I know you've been in marketing for a while now. Um, yeah. But kind of tell me... Let, let's, let's back up, back up, okay? Why marketing? For Ed, why marketing for you? you there's a, I'm sure there's a million things. You're a really talented guy. There's a million things you could do in this world. Why marketing? That's a great question, and uh, I guess I'm going to quit now because you're making me question everything. No, um, I believe that everything comes down, everyone's success in life comes down to whether they can communicate, right? Mm. And uh, as I was getting ready to graduate college, I was looking around at a lot of people of various uh, degrees of success, you know, um, and of course, everyone has their own definition of that word. Um, but different people who had different levels of being fulfilled and uh, different levels of lifestyle and livelihood. And what I noticed is that people who could communicate things really, really well tended to do phenomenally well in mm -hmm. their careers. And I and I also at the same time sort of fell into it. But it, it comes down to communication. I think marketing is a piece of communication. It's a piece of sales. 
I think uh, sales kind of has a bad stigma. Uh, you know, some people think of salespeople and they think of, you know, this dirty word uh, where people are pushing things on other people that they don't really need. And I don't think that's what sales is at all. I think a, a good salesperson is an excellent relationship builder who has a product or service that the market needs and knows how to connect that need uh, with the people who need it, you know, and, and connect people with the product and services that fill their needs, answer their questions, and solve their problems. Right. So, that's the, so the train is currently communicating with us right now, yeah. as you can hear in the background. It's saying, I'm in town, baby. You know what we should do? We should do some sort of, like, giveaway on the podcast. It's like every time you, if you hear the train and you're the first one to message us in that you win something, I don't know. We're going to have to workshop that with Eileen, I think. I love it. Yeah. 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 Let's incorporate the train into it. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to start texting in right away. So, so you know what's interesting about you saying communicating? So I recently attended the uh, Pennsylvania Bankers Advanced School of Banking. Yeah. And they had a number of modules that were included in that curriculum. And one of them was about the communication, like how groups communicate, how individuals communicate. And it was funny because the one of the professors said, she goes, if somebody asks you what you learned this week at PA Bankers School, yeah. she goes, you tell them this one thing. And I don't know why it stuck with me. Like she took the time to say that and, she, and, it, and it stuck with me. Yeah. And here it is. You can't not not communicate (laughs) right so we're always communicating so whether it's via email or it's over the phone or it's um, uh, nonverbal whether it's verbal you can't not communicate so it's interesting that you're saying that you're gravitating towards the marketing piece where that's all about communication absolutely it's all about communication so you're selling not selling. That's, let's back up again because we said selling is sort of like, you know, but you're promoting yourself and you're promoting your brand. Sure. Of course. Yeah. And, and so many businesses and, and business people are so terrible at conveying their value, right? Products or services, whatever they sell, uh, they struggle to communicate the value. And, they, and because of that, they struggle to sell. And because they struggle to sell, they struggle to grow. And... Um, Marketing is conveying your value mm-hmm. to your customers and clients. Yeah. So where? So so if I'm okay. So if I just listen to the words that you had just said. Yes. Okay. Where do I begin? If I if I realize that okay, I don't, I'm not quite sure what value I'm communicating or yeah. how I even communicate the value. Where as an individual or a company do I start? Yeah. The first thing you need to answer is who who am I or who are we, right? Get very clear about that, mm-hmm. and that that's a deep question when you when you take a, a dive into it. Old organizations or a brand new solopreneur has to be clear on on who they are, and that question is followed by who do we serve, right? Mm-hmm. Who do I want to help? A lot of people talk about wanting to help others, but who is it you want to help? Because if we go out there to help everybody all the time, we're probably not going to be able to do a great job of that. Mm-hmm. And if we have a laser focus on who we want to help, it makes it easier. So can I just pause you there for a yeah, second? Is yeah. this whiteboard stuff? This is absolutely whiteboard like stuff. Like this is stuff where you are you get maybe yourself or maybe even a few people together 
on a whiteboard and you start defining these different things. Absolutely. I think you need to see that visually, right? You can sit there and talk about it all you want, but to see it visually is something different. Yeah, you got to whiteboard it out because you're going to get it wrong and at least certain pieces of it the first time you do it. And you can't do this alone. This is one of those things that's good to do with a coach or a mentor um, or, or a good friend and just whiteboard out the answers to these questions because uh, for most organizations they serve a lot of people and they serve them in a lot of different ways and they have a lot of different products or services and then when you do this you and you get it all out on the whiteboard you say wow we've got more here than we ever thought who are we underserving mm. right who do we need to say you know what if we stop serving this group of people we can better serve this group of people um, and and the whiteboard is where all this Stuff happens, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right, so, so, I'm, so I'm starting to define my business a little bit better. Yes. Okay, so what's the next step after that? Yeah, so a good thing to go through is a, um, a buyer persona exercise. It's also known as a customer avatar, um, but it's really a one-pager of who, who my customer is, right? So not only like, who are they, so when you ask a lot of people, who are you selling to? Who do you, who's a good target for you? They say, well, I really want to meet somebody who uh, is in the HR department of a five to $15 million organization. And that's where you got to call time out because that's not a person. That's not a person. Who? Who is a person? So, um, you know, I like to do business with people who have the same interests as me, right? And I'm sure I know that you do too. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where uh, uh, that exercise is very helpful. Another whiteboard exercise, there are great resources through tools like HubSpot or Digital Marketer. If you just Google yeah, either HubSpot, Buyer Persona, or Digital Marketer, Customer Avatar, they have a big 20-step process on how to walk you through who your customer is. But you talk about, you know, am I selling predominantly to men or women? How old are they? Do they have kids? And then you get into the real questions of, what are their goals, personally and professionally? What are their challenges? Where do they go for information, right? And when you have that, that, those answers, it helps you to figure out simpler questions, or what seems like a simpler question, like what social media platform should I be on? Well, you're, you're also, by asking or answering some of those questions, you're tapping into the emotional part of it. Right. Absolutely. So, which is all again the emotions are what's going to drive the purchase. It's not the fact that there's a woman that's thirty years old and has two kids and lives in a single family house. Right. You need to understand either her pain points or what she's passionate about or how your product or service is going to connect to that. Absolutely, because we all do the same thing. We buy emotionally, and then later on we justify rationally. But all sales, marketing, it's all emotionally based. How do we make people feel? And it's what, whether you're doing that virtually on Facebook or LinkedIn or whether you're doing that in person at a networking event, there's either a connection there that's emotional or there is not. Mm -hmm. And then it's either good or it's bad. Right. It's only once we make a connection and make it a positive connection that any business can be done or a friendship can be fostered. Okay. So what do we do next then? So we've, so we've now figured out maybe who we serve and what we what kind of value we're delivering yeah uh, the next part of it was kind of defining who our audience is yeah what's the next step after that now is this is, is it implementation you just go implement right away how so the next thing you got to answer and this dives in a little bit deeper on on the marketing side and sales as well how do our products or services change this person's life 
right? Mm -hmm. Because increasingly, there's more stuff for sale right now. And the more stuff that's for sale, there's less people who need stuff, right? Most of our basic needs as a society are met right now. So most of our purchases are just not necessarily important that's, to our existence. That's right? very interesting, yeah. Yeah, so we're buying a lot yeah. of stuff that we want. Yeah. A lot of our purchases are in the want. So how, um, there's a great book uh, by Seth Godin called uh, The Purple Cow. It came out about 15 years ago. And it's a little dated in his uh, references, but the concept is stronger now than ever. He says, uh, when you're doing marketing, you need to have a purple cow. It's something so outrageous that people will talk about it forever and they'll tell all their friends. And he says that your marketing, the most important piece of it isn't, uh, sure, price is important and sure, packaging is important, but the product itself is the most important piece of your marketing. And if you don't have something that's memorable and is a game changer, then people will forget you and they won't buy you. So how do you, uh, look, so that's, co that's a complicated statement. It's 100% truth there. Complicated statement. So how do you, is this where you come in? The Ed Burns group, the marketing guy, you come in and you consult and say, let's come up with some memorable things that your audience is going to remember you for. Sure. Yeah. I and mean, that's, that people like me can help with that. And I'd be happy to, to help businesses like this. But a lot of businesses already have it, but they're not thinking about it this way. Hmm. Right, and a lot of them can make small tweaks. So um, it doesn't take much to have above and beyond service. Right. So a company that does a great job of this is the Ritz Carlton, and the Ritz Carlton empowers all of their employees to to solve anyone's needs. I think for for less than five hundred dollars, anything less than five hundred dollars, uh, any employee janitor to the CEO has permission to to make a call. Hmm. Right, And the Ritz-Carlton has incredible, exceptional experiences for all. I've never talked to anyone who stayed at a Ritz-Carlton and was upset about it, hmm. right? They talk about it and they smile. Hey, where'd you go on vacation? Oh, I was at the Ritz-Carlton. You can see <laughs> they just light up, Yeah. right? And, and they remember it. And so if you have a restaurant, how do, you, how do you do that? If you work at a bank, how do you do that? You go, am I allowed to talk about the Victory Bank? Sure. So you walk into the Victory Bank, and first of all, the interior is one of the nicest that you could ever go to as far as a, as a retail bank is concerned. Everyone there is so exceptionally nice and helpful, right? And comparatively to other banks that you go to, you never want to go inside another bank again once you've gotten <laughs> to the Victory Bank because the people there are so nice smile as soon as you walk in, greet you, and ask for your name. And they want to establish that relationship with you. Before they even get it, how can I help you? It's, what's your name? Right. Right? And that's such a small thing that most people forget. Most people forget to smile. Mm -hmm. Most people forget to shake someone's hand. Most people in our economy right now forget to care about another person as if they're a human being. It's just simple human interaction, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's funny you mentioned the victory. And, um, you know, I've been a part of victory now for it's, it's over a year and a half. And I, I tell people, they say, what separates you from other banks? Yeah. And I said, a lot. 
but the customer service is what we really stand on. And they're like, well, everybody says that, like, well, customer yes. service. But like you said, when you walk in, it's something that you feel. Yes. It's something that you feel. Yeah. And I know when I'm walking through the branch, I want people to feel at home. So if like if I'm in, if I have no dealing with the person in the branch at all, but I'm walking by and they're in my physical space, I'm saying hello. I'm saying hello because it's just a simple human interaction. Yeah. And I would like to think that some of those actions that I do are, are making a difference. But it's not only my actions, it's the half a dozen people who are in retail, our retail um, you know, portion of the bank are right. making that difference. And then you expand that to our commercial team. You expand that to our back office. And we're just, as our company culture is just so organically welcoming and genuine that that's why a lot of people bank with us. Yes. Yeah. And it's crazy how free that is and it, how much value it is, from it. it is very freeing because it's funny because some people are like, you know, like, is it really like that there? Like, and, and so like you, for instance, like we were, we were kind of talking, am I free to talk? Absolutely. About? Yeah. So we had, you know, Ed and I have been talking for a while and I know I could help Ed out with his banking. And, uh, and I said to him, we finally, you know, go ahead and, and went ahead and did things. And then I said, so I said, was well, it everything that I said it was going to be? And you were just, you were over the moon with it. You're like, I cannot even believe this experience. Like, it just was phenomenal. Right. And you now have become an advocate for me, personally. You've become an advocate for Victory Bank. You've mentioned Victory Bank in circles that I wouldn't even think you would even mention to bring it up. Yeah. But it had so much of a connection with you that you have no problem doing it. Right. So that's what I think other businesses need to realize is that when they define that and then they go ahead and deliver that experience that other people will advocate for you and you don't necessarily need to do it yourself. Right. Exactly. And so if you hang your hat on customer service and your customer service is not extraordinarily exceptional then maybe customer service isn't your thing. Right. Right? <laughs> right. Maybe there's something else that you bring to the table. But everyone, as, as you said, everyone says they, they do customer service. And everyone, a lot of people, a lot of businesses come across saying, yeah, we're great at customer service. But people's expectations of what that is have changed. And the norms uh, in the business settings, have they've changed. So what we expect from customer service is a lot more than it was 10 years ago. Sure it was, and I think you have some of the larger companies in the world driving that process. You have Apple. Absolutely. You have Amazon. I mean, where else can you get when you can order something and get it the next day? You know, that's one. So from an immediacy standpoint, there's an expectation there. Yeah. But then if you wanna return something, yeah, okay, no problem. Free, right. Yeah, free return, no problem. Yes. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, you know, there's there's that expectation now. And if your business, again, if you're local here and you're listening, if your business is not employing some degree of that model, you're missing out. Absolutely. You're missing out. And even, let me, let me just say something else too. Um, even if you're not selling a widget, chances are you're, you're hopefully promoting a product or a service, right? Right. Um, that 
that needs to be the same thing. It needs to look the same way. There needs to be that guarantee. There needs to be an ease of doing business with you. Absolutely. And the biggest opportunity for service-based businesses right now, again, it doesn't cost a lot of money to do it, follow-up after the sale. Most businesses are failing to follow up appropriately after they make a sale. They'll deliver the service and they don't follow up. You can follow up. Every time you follow up, first of all, you have an upsell opportunity, which a lot of businesses, I believe, overlook. Um, but if you don't have a, a solid follow-up uh, process, then how are you going to get your reviews? Right? right. So we're in a very review-driven marketplace online. Well, every, every platform has a review system now, it seems like. Whether it's a social media network or Google My Business or Bing Place, they're all looking for reviews and, they're, and search results. SEO, search engine optimization, is dependent upon how well-reviewed you are, mm. right? So it doesn't take much to ask for a review. It's a quick question, and a, you send them a link, and that's all it takes. But most people overlook those simple things. Yeah. yeah. And it's, but, but it's also, it's also so I'm, I'm going to dive into this review thing just for a second. So there's times I've been at a register, and it's just a very simple trend. Like, let's say I'm buying a pizza, right? I'm buying yeah. a pizza. And next to the register is this little placard there that says, if you like us, give us whatever on Yelp. Yeah. You know, review us on Yelp. But I've never had, I haven't eaten the pizza. Yeah. I haven't had a conversation with anybody. All they're doing is taking my money yeah. right now. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. And there's no interaction with that person after I leave with the pizza. Right. So how can, yes, you know, businesses need to take a look at that from, again, that simple human interaction where I could have gotten a little bit more conversation from that person behind the register. Absolutely. And I could have gotten some, I, you know, this sounds ridiculous, but I could have gotten some education about the ingredients they're using in the pizza. Yeah. Just to be like, hey, did you know our pizzas are made with San Marzano tomatoes? Like, that's what makes our sauce a little bit sweeter. You know, yeah. and just a little something. And then I'm more apt to go on to Yelp and give a good review. Just be like, yeah, you know what? person knew what they were talking about that was pretty damn good pizza yeah <laughs> you know? absolutely so and it's as simple as as you know let's play this out hey what hey what's your name yeah. oh you're asking me yeah 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 you, yeah you came in to get the pizza okay yeah bill bill thanks so much for, for getting this pizza this this is my favorite i, I just love our plain pizza yeah but let me ask you can i get your email address because we'll follow up tomorrow and we'd love to have your feedback oh yeah that'd be fine Right? I sure. Mean, some people will say no, but a lot of people are going to say yes. And most businesses fail to ask for contact information. Once you have the email and somebody gives you permission to follow up, boom. Mm -hmm. Then you can send out information about this is these are our tomatoes we use. This is the cheese we use. Here's a video of us making the pizza in the back. Mm -hmm. Right? Check out our social media. Give me and you're at the counter. And other oh, if people aren't giving their email addresses, 15, 20% off your next order. Right. right, because one of the a lot of businesses when I mention that to them, to give them twenty percent off. They say oh, I can't afford it to do twenty percent off. Well, you can. right? Yeah, right. It's a ten dollar fee. Well, maybe not ten dollars anymore, but <laughs> right. But but the but where this comes down to is if we go back to the questions people need to answer. What is the lifetime value of a customer for you? Right, not that one transaction. What is the lifetime value of a customer? And it's important for businesses to be able to ask this, and it's hard to quantify sometimes, mm -hmm. right? But if you're able to answer that and you say, you know what, yeah, a pizza's 10 bucks, and 
we don't want to give or whatever the product is we don't want to give 20% off because maybe our margin on this is only 10% well what's it worth to you for this person to come back every week right are you willing to take a loss on one pizza to sell 51 more mm-hmm. right and if, if when people are thinking about business this way if they say you know what is the value of having a customer yeah and how much am I willing to spend to get a customer to come back. But not only that, is that you're making arguably hundreds of pizzas a day too. Mm-hmm. So you're you're getting profitability from that. So the amount that you're losing on this one person who you're giving a coupon to, you're making full profit on the other ones. And the pizza is a very simple yeah, example. Yeah, it's a higher but. margin item certainly. But but um, you know I have some clients who who manufacture other you know, uh, physical items that are more uh, there's. It doesn't have the margin that pizza has. You know, pizza mm-hmm. pizza is like, oh, what is it? It costs like yeah. a, a buck to make a pizza. But uh, but if you're selling something for a hundred bucks and it costs you sixty dollars to make it, well, by the time you pay from you know your hard and your soft costs, you're not making that much money. I mean, you know, maybe you're only making twenty bucks on the item. So to take twenty bucks off of it, now you're not making any money on it. But but again, it's if you're looking at it small picture. No, it doesn't make sense. If you look at it, lifetime value of a customer, what is a happy customer worth? You know, how much, um, how much is it worth to the Victory Bank to have a customer walk around telling other people that they should be banking there? I don't know how they would quantify that, but it's more than just my account. Sure. You know? Sure. So, yeah. so I think when businesses are thinking about the human interactions, what's this relationship really worth? Mm-hmm. What will I what will I do to make it happen? And, and asking for an email is, is next to free, right? Yeah. Sending out email blasts next to free. All this stuff is so cheap. Everything has become yeah. so cheap that all it takes is a little bit of effort. Wow, I feel like we can talk for a lot longer, <laughs> but we only have a few minutes left, unfortunately. What mm-hmm. else would you like to tell us about the Ed Burns Group? What other areas of marketing are you involved with? Yeah, so we're a digital marketing consultancy, so we help people come up with strategies and game plans to use the internet effectively, right? So how can uh, how can we pick the right platform? So one thing I think a lot of people do is they say, well, we need to be on social media, and they think that means they need to be on every social media platform. they got to be on Pinterest and YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat. Sometimes you're better off just picking a platform, mm-hmm. picking one and becoming really good at it. And the other thing is, there are so many resources available, right? So many resources available to, to business owners that if you just spend the time researching things and learning about them, you can become good at any piece of digital marketing. But if you don't want to take the time to learn it, then you can hire me and, right. we, and we can come in and, and help you to implement well, the, I, the right tools and resources. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, for those folks who might be considering some sort of um, way to identify their business, identify the way the people are presenting it, or how to interact with your audience, this was a really good insight into your thought process and what's necessary for the process so they can really uh, kind of build their business going forward. So appreciate you being a guest. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Bill. Yeah, all right. And you're a new member too, right? I just joined. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. We'll be seeing you at a lot of the networking events then. No doubt. All right. My guest today has been Ed Burns from the Ed Burns Group. Folks, once again, thanks for downloading this episode of the Chamber Chat Podcast. And thank you also to our sponsor, the Ben Exchange, your friends for business benefits. 
If you'd like to leave us feedback for the podcast, please give us an email at podcast at tricountyareachamber.com. That's podcast at tricountyareachamber.com. Once again, thanks for listening. And until we connect again, all my best. Bye for now. Thank you again for downloading this episode. If you would like to stay in touch with your Chamber of Commerce, please visit our website. That's tricountyareachamber.com. You can also follow us on social media, on LinkedIn. We are on Twitter, Facebook, and now Instagram. You can also pick up the phone and call us at 610-326-2900. A live person will pick up the phone. Once again, on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Also, please consider subscribing to this podcast. This podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, and many more. So again, subscribe to this podcast and also turn on notifications where you'll be notified of new episodes. The Tri-County Area Chamber of Commerce, serving the greater Pottstown area, since 1927.